Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute and talk about a product that we both love and use, and that is Simple Spectrum Supplement. Simple Spectrum is doctor formulated and third party tested, and they use only the highest quality of bioavailable ingredients. So it is free of all the junk and Simple Spectrum was designed with our kids and their sensory needs in mind. So it is unflavored dissolvable powder that is free of gluten, casein, added sugar, soy, Basically, it's everything you want and nothing that you don't want. Another reason why I love Simple Spectrum is because they are a brand that really educates and supports families, and they're putting out products that parents can trust. They also just recently came out with a fish oil that is awesome. I will say that we've been using Simple Spectrum for a while now, and when we first started using it with Logan, we really noticed a difference in his overall focus and attention, and that is something that the whole time we've been using it, we have continued to see the benefits of. So if it's something that you're interested in trying, you can go to their website. And if you use the code AIA at checkout, then you will receive free shipping on your order. So definitely, I totally recommend it. And like I said, if you want to try it, you can use the code AIA and you will get free shipping. Now on to the episode. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 162. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming back to the show. And I'm coming back today after taking a week off. And if you have been listening to the show for a while, you'll probably know that I don't often do that. <laughs> um, but last week, to be very honest, was just a super tough week. Again, those of you who have been listening are probably familiar with um, my sister and her whole journey. For those who are not as familiar Last May, my sister was diagnosed with brain cancer and she had been doing really well and responding really well to treatment. She had a very successful surgery. She did radiation. She had literally just finished um, her year of chemo, which was like supposed to be her whole chemo treatment um, just a couple weeks ago. And then last week she went in for an MRI which she had been doing every three months since her surgery last July. And unfortunately, the scan showed that there was new growth in her tumor. And we heard a lot of very scary things from the doctor. And we are really just still processing and and dealing with all of this. Um, And honestly, I'm just like doing the best that I can. So I took last week off because I was just really not in a place to do podcast stuff. Um, And to be honest, I don't know if I'm even ready to do it now. But what I love about the podcast, and there's so many things I love about the podcast, but um, I love having something weekly that really kind of like keeps me accountable. And I'm just doing my best. (laughs) So can't make any promises um, for the future. I don't know if I'll end up, you know, taking some weeks off here or there or extended period of time. We'll see. I mean, I don't have plans for that right now. Um, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody just for all your support for, for me, for my sister, for our family. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say right now. It's funny. Her and I had actually talked about, a couple weeks ago, like right when she was finishing chemo, doing uh, another update episode with her just to kind of talk about that, like finishing treatment and sort of like her next chapter. Um, I don't want to get emotional, but that seems it's, I mean, I'm glad we didn't do that because <laughs> we kind of thought, oh, okay, well, we, well, we, there's no rush. We can do that in a couple weeks. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad we, we didn't do that right away because that would seem really harsh right now if we had done this great like celebration episode and then have to kind of backtrack on that but um please keep the prayers coming we appreciate them so so much and just all the positive vibes we need them she needs them and truly I I just I'm always thankful for this community but especially in the hard times knowing that you guys are 
are there and just supporting us. And I've heard from so many of you just, you know, sending me a message or an email. And it really does, it means so much to know that there's people all over the country, all over the world that are thinking about Melissa and praying for her. And thank you. Um, so I wanted to get that out of the way, but on to today's episode, which is a really great one. I'm talking to Brad, who is an autism dad. And you guys know I love having the dads on the show. I just love hearing their perspective. I think it is very valuable for everybody, but especially, you know, there's a lot of dads that listen to the show. So I really like having having people on that they can relate to a little more. Um, I mean, I think parenting in general, it's it's something that we can all relate to. But I always think, yeah, it's interesting to, to get the dads on and, and hear from them. And Brad was awesome. What I really appreciated from Brad is that he was very willing to just open up and be vulnerable, which I thought was amazing. And it was actually really sweet because after we had finished, he was like, I don't know if I like fully you know, explain how awesome my kid is. And, and I hear this from people a lot after we record. It's like you, we go through it, we're talking, we're having a great time, we're jiving, having a conversation. And then after we finish recording, it's like, wait, did I say everything I needed to say? Did I say this correctly? So um, stay tuned at the end after my conversation with Brad, I'm going to read. He he wrote me a little um, kind of letter to, I shouldn't say for me, he, he wrote a little letter for me to read. And it's really just for his son, Jack. And it's really just kind of a tribute to him. And I was going to read it at the top of the show, but I feel like it makes more sense to read it after because I think First of all, I think he does an amazing job <laughs> talking about their whole journey. Um, but I just think it, it's it's really it, it's good to to hear it after you've kind of heard their whole journey, and it um, just really sweet and heartfelt. So definitely stay tuned for that at the end of the show. But um, that's all I'm going to say. So for now, um, please enjoy my conversation with Brad. Hi, Brad. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really happy to have you here. You and I were just kind of chatting. You know, there's a lot of dads that listen to Adventures in Autism, but there aren't as many dads that are ready to come on a podcast and kind of spill their guts, so to speak. So I'm always happy to get a dad on the show. I think I just like hearing the perspective from, you know, really any parents, but I think especially for the other dads listening, it's very beneficial. So thank you so much for just being here. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, I appreciate, you know, I know I told you when I emailed and reached out to you, but I appreciate you having me. I'm honored to be on the podcast. And, you know, it's just for me, it's part of my healing, I think, too, to to share my story. So again, uh, thank you for for allowing me to come on your podcast. Oh, well, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. You also had said to me that you've kind of come full circle on, on this journey. So I'm really excited to, to hear more of your story. If you will kind of take us back to the beginning, I would love to hear. Yeah. So my son, Jack is 10 now. So he's going into fifth grade. Crazy how time flies. (laughs) Uh, But he, he was our first, he is our, our firstborn. So we, you know, we're, we were excited. We were ready to have kids and we kind of, you know, were very diligent and disciplined. My wife was especially in the pregnant in the pregnancy and we kind of read all the books and we were ready to go and we were excited and, you know, she was careful about what she ate and, and we really, you know, were taking it serious. I mean, it was uh, something that we really felt like we were, were ready for. And so he was delivered three weeks early, which, you know, was a little bit of a surprise, but actually both our kids, I have another son Noah who's eight and he was also early so I guess we have early kids um but you know he spent so he was born and immediately he spent a week uh in the NICU he had some breathing issues and so that was kind of throwing us into the fire uh, as first time parents right out of the gate that we mm-hmm. r- really couldn't hold our son and it was it was just dramatic and, and, you know, very stressful. Um, but you know, it was mostly precautionary and and luckily he came out of that with, you know, no, no issues. And, and then, you know, he was a very happy baby. He was a good sleeper. And honestly, that first year was, was blissful. It was, he loved to be held. 
and family came over, friends came over, and he would be held by them, and and he was a good sleeper, and and he was just a super happy baby that first year, and we were, we were loving it, and we were enjoying, uh, kind of that first year of parenting, uh, and then at two years old he started speech therapy. Uh, he's always actually been very verbal. He you know talks a ton. He talks a ton today. And but he had some articulation and, and fluency issues. So so he went to speech therapy, I think pretty standard stuff for a lot of for a lot of kids. And and so that was that was fine. Uh, and he also was doing at the time uh, he started at two, a two day a week preschool that was just like an hour and a half uh, class. And, you know, we started and really my wife who notices these things faster than I do. We started noticing, you know, really around two, two and a half that Jack didn't really interact with his peers. He was, you know, kind of indifferent to them and he gravitated towards adults. He was much more interested in adults and, uh, you know, maybe the adults could get him what he wanted and, and the toddlers couldn't. Uh, but he he was very more, much more engaged uh, with adults and and just didn't pay attention to kids. And, you know, his eye contact wasn't wasn't great. He would, you know, look at us sometimes in the eyes. Uh, but when he talked and, and, you know, we still work on this today, you know, there, there wasn't great eye contact. He would sometimes talk um, in a different direction, even even though, you know, he was talking to you and you were in front of him. And obviously now knowing, you know, these are, you know, kind of maybe some signs, but we, you know, being on the spectrum, but we, at this time, autism wasn't on our radar. Uh, so we really had um, no inkling of, of autism or anything else. Uh, but if you, you know, we flash forward to the end of the school year, this kind of two-year pro, two-year-old program, uh, you know, his teachers asked, uh, us to come in for a meeting and and they said we want to do a school district assessment through our school district and they didn't mention autism they just said we want to do this assessment and and we said okay that you know that's that's fine with us uh, better to be safe than than not uh, so so we went through the school district assessment and again you know autism was not on our radar at all we just figured well it's a good thing to do and and maybe they'll you know place him in a, in a class that will be beneficial to him. Uh, so then in June of 2014, Jack turned three, he had just turned three in April, and he went through a bunch of tests, battery of tests, and, and a lot of paperwork. And he, um, I, I remember at the time when he was going through these tests, like in my head, it felt like a pass or fail kind of thing, which was, you know, totally the wrong way to look at it. But that I felt like he's going to pass this, you know, and like this is something that it's, you know, he's got this and he's like doing great on these tests. And and I was just looking at it as sort of a success or not. Um, and in any event, uh, they school district called a meeting and they wanted to go over the results and to show that we didn't really think it was going to be a big deal. Um, I was talking to my wife last night and, you know, I forgot that I wasn't even at this meeting. You know, I, it was technically, it probably was our first IEP meeting and we've had a lot of those since, uh, but it was, uh, she went and I watched the kids and, um, cause we thought, no, this, you know, shouldn't be a big deal. So she went to that meeting and they said, yeah, we, we think he's on the autism spectrum and we want to put him in class that is uh, Monday through Friday, and it's like six hours a day, 8, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., so a much more intensive class, obviously, than he was doing earlier at, you know, two days a week for an hour and a half each day, and it was, you know, it was shocking. It was just totally caught us off guard, like a gut punch in the stomach, and, you know, I remember my wife calling me, and she's crying, and you know, I, I generally don't tend, I have become more emotional as I've gotten older, I think. But, you know, at that point, I, you know, I was not, you know, I was just in shock and I was, I was crying on the inside, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it was, it was, it was just shocking and it was not on our radar. 
And I think that, you know, we were, you know, we were at that point still not sure that that he was on the spectrum and we were in denial a little bit. And, you know, we were kind of telling ourselves at the time, well, you know, he's just going to be really prepared for kindergarten. This will be great. You know, he's going to, you know, have school five days a week and, you know, it's from, you know, six hours a day. He's just, he's going to be like top of his class in kindergarten. And he's, he's going to be a standout because he's going to have um, all this, cl- all this preschool class under, under his belt. And, you know, to kind of follow up on that maybe denial point, you know, we went and got a second, you can call it sort of a second opinion. We went to our children's hospital here. We live in San Diego and um, got an assessment from them as well as our regional center. And they all came back and said, he's, yeah, we think, you know, we think he's on the spectrum. And it, uh, at that point, it was more of a reality. And, you know, I think what parents do is look back and say, well, what did we do wrong, right? What, what could we have done different uh, to maybe so this wouldn't have happened, right? Was it something we did during the pregnancy? You know, was it, was it, the, one, was it the first week in the NICU that did something to him? And, and, you know, it was just a lot of searching for answers that looking back at it now, it, you know, those, those things don't really matter. I mean, the best thing is to move forward with Jack and, and, you know, serve him and, and raise him. But at that time it was just, just part of our process and kind of how we were coping. Uh, it was, it was tough. It was, it was tough. And at this point now he's three, Noah, uh, our youngest is one and, He's Noah, you know, is he's he's a great kid sleeper. <laughs> Jack slept and Noah did not sleep at all. So we're dealing with like, you know, not sleeping at night and then we're trying to navigate now this new autism journey. And it was it was just a lot. It was it was something that uh again was just not on our radar at all and and we both and especially me had trouble kind of dealing with the with the reality of it and you know i personally uh was you know kind of went back to my childhood and was picturing like you know playing sports with my dad and and my dad coached me growing up um, as a kid and and foolishly i thought those things were off the table for jack um you know when he was diagnosed uh, it it felt at that point like well this is this is going to limit his life right and and it was it was hard um that i you know that was just the way i felt at the time um, foolishly that it was it was something that uh we couldn't you know it was going to be tough to recover from and and we would deal you know i'm i am a you know, pretty highly motivated person. And, you know, I'm not ever going to give up, but it just felt like something, well, this is our new reality and we're going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't something that, you know, now, you know, I try to use words like he's going to thrive and flourish, but, but at that time it just felt like, you know, survival mode is, as you call it in, you know, parent speak, right. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're just going to try to survive and, <laughs> you know, do the best we can with this. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he's, he's now in this preschool and, and it's, yeah, it's just, I, you know, a lot of listeners have, have, you know, I think can relate to this and people you've had on talk about, you know, that it just feels, you just feel kind of isolated. Right. And, and that's, you know, a big reason I know why you started the podcast was, you know, you just, you're newly diagnosed, you don't know anything about autism and, and you don't know where to go and, but you're being told 10,000 things. It's just, it's overwhelming. Um, and it was, yeah, it was something that, uh, took, took a while to, to process and just, uh, get through. And I remember, you know, just to give kind of a specific example, um, again, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a pretty motivated person and I feel like, I am a fixer. I feel like if I kind of put brute force into stuff, I'll, I'll fix it. And that's what I was trying to do with like Jack's autism, right? Rather than just mm-hmm. like understand it and like understand his mind and meet him where he's at. It was like, I would plan, 
these weekends because, you know, the, the weeks were hard. I was, you know, I have a pretty demanding job and I'm working all week and Jill's not sleeping, my wife, and she's trying to deal with, with two kids at home. And, you know, Jack's starting to have meltdowns now. Uh, so, so on the weekends, it would, it would be my time, right? I'd be up, I would need to uh, kind of try to take over and give her rest. And, and really, you know, that meant, you know, taking Jack somewhere or, you know, she could stay with Noah, but, you know, I needed to take Jack somewhere and, and do something with him and kind of just, you know, uh, give her a break. Right. And I just remember kind of trying to plan out like the weekends, like Friday night, I would, I would make a schedule and basically, you know, try to plan out the perfect day. What would be the perfect day with Jack and where would we go? And, you know, would, would have it down to like, you know, from nine 30 to 10, like down to, you know, 30 minute increments. I would, I would do these schedules and, and I was trying to plan the perfect day or the perfect weekend. And, you know, I was honestly setting myself up for failure. I mean, that, that isn't going to work with any kid, you know, I mean, there is no such thing as a perfect weekend, especially with a kid on the spectrum. And it, it, you know, I just remember I'd be, I'd wake up Saturday morning and be excited for, you know, this is where we're going to go, Jack, and it's going to be great. And, and it was in my mind, I was thinking, I'm going to solve, you know, this issue, this, this autism issue, and where we're going to get this fixed. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, take him out, we're going to have a great day. And, and, you know, it could be five minutes into the car ride where his shirt, you know, he has a sensory issue and his shirt doesn't feel right. So we have to go home and change his shirt or, you know, his seatbelt is, is bothering him. Um, it could be a host of things. Right. And and it was, you know, it was, you know, it'd be frustrating for me and I, I would get frustrated and then he would get upset. And it just it wasn't it wasn't going the way I planned it to go. Right. It wasn't something that you know, I was just had this schedule and had this mindset and, and have this perfect day. And it was, it was just, again, the wrong perspective and not setting me up for, for really, you know, success and, and just meeting Jack where he, where he needs to be met and knowing that, you know, perfect days don't exist and, you know, working through his kind of, you know, situations and, you know, a lot of, uh, benefits and, you know, growth can come out of that. But at that point, I, I didn't see that, you know, I would just, I was kind of setting myself up for, for just being frustrated. And, you know, I just remember I'd come home, like, you know, after taking him out somewhere, or, you know, just the end of the day, like, just kind of feeling helpless. Like, I, I you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. I've, I've always been able to fix things. You know, I'm a fixer. I, you know, this, this is, this feels like something I can't conquer. You know, I was, <laughs> I was reading books and, you know, tr you know, trying to understand um, this thing they call autism and trying to, you know, understand where he's at. And, and it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't working. And it just, you know, at the time I just felt frustrated and like, I just couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And, you know, I, I'm not, I think, you know, generally I, I stay optimistic, but at that point, I think I probably, and this honestly went on for a couple of years, this kind of cycle where I, I felt, uh, you know, on the inside, I felt depressed, um, I, you know, on the, you know, as a probably, you know, as a male, um, I held a lot of those emotions in and didn't really communicate them. And, you know, on the outside, it probably looked like, you know, I was still, going to work, working hard, uh, just, you know, tr providing for my family and trying to raise my kids. But, you know, I felt, I felt broken on the inside at, at that point. It was something that uh, just felt at that, at that time, uh, just, it really felt kind of like I couldn't, you know, I would never be able to kind of conquer this. And, you know, luckily, there's a shift, kind of a shift in, in this story. Otherwise, it'd be a pretty sad podcast, right? <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, you know, as, as, the, as the years went on um, and I, I, I kind of, you know, started to, one, I started to see things in Jack where, where he was progressing. And it, it was just a matter of me seeing that, right? And, but but a, a, a big thing, too, was just, 
um, you know, and this is around, you know, the 2018, 2019 timeframe um, was just finding that support and, and just because it felt so isolated at the time. And honestly, uh, you know, one thing that you say on, on, the, on your podcast, Megan, is to meet their child where they are. And that that was, you know, as I found this podcast, that was something that really resonated with me um, that that I needed to meet Jack where he was at. And he you know, it wasn't it wasn't Jack wasn't the issue I was. I needed to change on the inside and I needed to be my best version so I could help him. And, you know, I needed to realize that things were going to go astray. I mean, things go astray all the time, especially, you know, that's just part of raising kids. And and especially, you know, when you have a child on the spectrum. And I remember specifically, you know, and I mentioned this to you you when I reached out to you to, to that I wanted to kind of come on the podcast and share my story. But there was an episode, uh, episode 55 with Kyle Jetzel. And he shared a story, and it's, you know, probably my favorite episode you've had on the podcast that uh, really resonated with me as a dad. And, and it was really kind of striking to my story on how, how he communicated, how he felt, and how he changed his perspective, and how he, um, you know, really transformed his family and, and raises his son now out of, out of a spirit of love. And, and that you know, that really resonated with me and, and gave me kind of a shift in my perspective and just gave me that uh, that motivation and just that clarity that, that things were going to be OK and, and and that, you know, Jack was going to be fine. And he was he was going to live a life uh, that that has purpose and that he is he was going to be successful in what, what he does. And it just, it, it changed my attitude. Um, so, you know, I'm thankful to Kyle for, for that episode and for him sharing. And, you know, it gave me, um, just a lot of, a lot of healing and, and, uh, yeah, that's part of the reason that, you know, I kind of want to share my story is, you know, I feel like if there's other dads out there, especially that are, you know, kind of struggling with, with a diagnosis, um, you know, that that's it's you're not alone and it's it's normal. It's normal to feel that way. Um, but but there's support out there and there's you know, there is a um, yeah, there's there is going to be you can make you can make the difference as as dads, especially, um, you know, especially with sons. You know, you have an opportunity of a lifetime to to really uh, just, you know, make an impact on, on your on your son or daughter. So, so, so that would, that was a big, um, kind of moment for me. And then, uh, another moment, you know, kind of for me, or just something that helped me process and heal is for me personally, I found, uh, just a, a local church here in San Diego. And, and that honestly changed everything for me. You know, I learned that, you know, they, that, you know, God cares for Jack and that he has a purpose for Jack and, you know, he has promises for Jack that, that are going to be fulfilled. And, you know, that for me uh, was, was, was kind of a game changer where, you know, it just, it changed my mindset. You know, my mindset was, was trying to be perfect or, you know, holding these things in and it allowed me to just be vulnerable too, to be honest. I mean, that, that's really the word is, you know, we, we um, joined this church and then we now have a small group at, at the church and it just gave me uh, a group to be open with and just share how I, how I really felt and didn't, you know, didn't hold things back and was, was vulnerable to how I was feeling. And that was just healing for me. And it, it changed, you know, it changed me on the inside and it changed uh, my perspective um, and, and how, you know, I looked at the situation. And it honestly, it took me from kind of a, a place of, you know, where I was in a lot of pain to kind of a place of, of freedom and, and victory because, you know, it allowed me through good mentorship really to, to kind of change my mindset. And, and what, you know, what I realized, you know, look, I mean, we, Jack, Jack is a great kid and he's, you know, he is progressing um, 
um, in school and, and doing well, but there's a lot of challenges that we deal with all the time, um, I'm sure, as, as you can relate to. But uh, what, you know, so certain circumstances, circumstances did not change, but what had changed was my, my attitude and perspective uh, on, on the situation. And, and uh, I remember kind of a moment that, you know, I, I knew something had kind of switched or something had trans, transpired in me on the inside. And, you know, we were, we were at uh, Jack loves theme parks. He loves roller coasters. And so we were at one of his theme parks that we have passes to, and I had taken him out for, for a weekend, like, you know, I had done it like I always kind of tend to do. And um, he, you know, we were in, we were in an arcade and it was crowded and he had a meltdown. I mean, just a, like a category five meltdown. And, you know, I, I can't remember what it was related to probably was one of those dumb claw machines and maybe the stuffed animal was in there and it fell out or, or something triggered his, his meltdown. Right. And, mm-hmm. and he's in, he's in full meltdown mode um, at that point. And in the past, Megan, what I would have done is I would have just grabbed him and got out of there, right? Got out of the situation because it was one of those meltdowns that everybody starts staring, right? I mean, people, you know, can probably relate to maybe you've had those situations before, right? Where it's, it's like, you know, people are staring and it's, I'm just going to get out of this situation and, you know, we'll deal with it in, in kind of a a separate area. And, And sometimes maybe that that's the right uh, thing to do. But in this moment, I just felt this kind of peace in my spirit that, no, I'm, I'm going to get down at his eye level and I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to talk to him um, in this arcade and, and we're going to work through this situation. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of bring him, you know, out of, you know, the red and we use the zones of regulations in, in our world, I guess, as they're called. Uh, he was in the red zone mm-hmm. and I was going to, you know, get him back into the green zone. And, you know, I was going to do that by talking to him. And I just felt this again, you know, I, uh, this peace that that wasn't ever had never been there before. And it just gave me that confidence that he's going to be all right and I'm going to be all right and we're going to get through this. And, you know, it took a while and we we kind of worked through that that meltdown and, you know, kind of went about our day and had a great rest of the day, actually. And, you know, uh, looking back at it now, it's like that was a perfect day. You know, I mean, I, I know the meltdown doesn't make it perfect, but, you know, it's those kind of moments where, you know, I grew a, as a person and, and it's and he did, too, because, you know, that's a situation where if I'm freaking out, you know, it doesn't it doesn't benefit him either. It gives him, you know, if I'm calm, it gives him a sense that, you know, he's going to be OK when, you know, he has another meltdown and, you know, maybe I'm not there and he's at school. Um, it's, I think it was therapeutic for both of us. And, you know, what else, you know, what just something else that, you know, I noticed in that moment too, is, you know, the people that are, you know, kind of staring at you, they, they walk away when, when you do that, when you're calm, you know, then they feel kind of embarrassed, right? Like that, that they're staring at, you know, this, this child, and, you know, it, if you're calm in the moment, uh, it's something that, you know, kind of makes them feel a little more awkward. And, and, you know, what ends up happening actually is, and I've had this happen now to me, is somebody will come up to you and talk to you because, you know, you're approachable in that moment, right? And, and they'll say, hey, you know, you know, I have a child that has special needs or just do you need any help, right? And and, and you see the good side of, of humanity, right? Um, that, you know, and you end up maybe, you know, forming this uh, friendship or even just, just a conversation that, you know, gives you hope uh, for the future. And, and it's, you know, just that, that moment for me was, was a big moment. It was a big turning point um, that it just felt uh, like, like something had kind of shifted uh, in my spirit. So, you know, that, that was, that was really a, a, you know, a good moment for both Jack and I, to be honest. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, where I've kind of turned this, turned the corner, uh, so to speak. And it's, 
you know, it's been a process. It Again, it took me years to kind of move through uh, kind of my own uh, healing. And, you know, I, it's just, it's the, the, the biggest takeaway from that I've kind of realized out of all this is, you know, you just, you have to be real with yourself and you have to, you know, I think that's tougher for dads sometimes, right? I mean, we're, we're the, we're supposed to be the strong ones. We're not supposed to be the emotional ones. And uh, it's, it's okay to like, you know, tell people you're hurting and then that you need help and you need to, you know, get that support. I mean, I think your, uh, your last guest talked about how critical support is to, to finding that, especially, you know, when you're kind of trying to navigate this autism journey. And uh, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, it's just something that, that you have to have. And, you know, it takes, it takes a village, as you say, to, to kind of work through <clears throat> just raising um, Jack and, and really, um, it's just now looking back at it, I'm just, I'm grateful for Jack's, that for Jack's diagnosis that, you know, it has opened up a whole new world that I never would have, would have, you know, probably ever encountered. Um, you know, I feel like I'm the luckiest dad in the world now. I mean, I have, you know, Noah who, you know, is, he is, a, he is a good athlete and I've co get to coach him sometimes. And, you know, I'm, I have kind of that world uh, with Noah, but then I have this whole other world with Jack that, you know, is, is completely new and, and exciting to me. And uh, it's, you know, we've now, uh, we go do some of these, uh, we have some good local charities around here. Uh, the Autism Tree Project Foundation is a great one that we do events there together. And, and it's just something that now uh, I've kind of, again, yeah, come full circle on and, and really want to advocate for Jack now and, and really for all kids uh, that are on the spectrum that, you know, it's, it's something that I, I held in for a long time and, and honest, you know, I'm ashamed to say it, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell, you know, I wasn't really open about Jack and, you know, it would, it would be, you know, I'd be talking to someone and it, it wouldn't, you know, I just, I kind of held back and I didn't really, you know, explain Jack's diagnosis and maybe why he does some of the things he does. And now it's, you know, it's, you know, it's not the first thing I say, but it's, you know, something that, you know, I, I'm, I want to share that. And I want to share that story so other people understand too, uh, kind of where, where he's at. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's, kind of my story uh, just <laughs> in a summary form <clears throat> I really appreciate you just sharing so openly there was so many things I was like nodding and smiling along to uh, I love that you talked about that episode with Kyle because that's one that for me that really sticks out I just remember like him and I talking and we were both in tears and it just it felt like so profound and I I, I felt really strongly about everything he was sharing. And I know that episode really resonated with me. So I'm glad to hear it resonated with you too. Um, and then just what you were saying about being vulnerable, I feel like that is such a, it's so difficult, I, not for everybody, but I know for a lot of us, it's, it's really difficult to get to that place of vulnerability because you just feel so exposed and it's, it, it feels so unnatural to, you know, just kind of like be in this, it's like, it's almost like you're naked, you know, it's like to be in this place of like feeling so exposed. But I think if you can get to that place and find, find a way to like be comfortable with that vulnerability and just being vulnerable, I feel like that really is like one of the kind of like keys to healing. Like you were saying is like finding a way to just be comfortable with being vulnerable and being okay with, you know, expressing yourself and sharing, because that, that just leads to, just to, to such growth and healing. And I know for me, like that was something that was really hard in the beginning. Cause I felt like if I was being vulnerable or like opening up, it would always lead to tears. Cause I was just like, that's just where I was. And it was, I'm always emotional, but especially then I was like so emotional and I was always just trying to like avoid crying. <laughs> so yeah. I, 
I would kind of like close myself off in a lot of ways. And like you said, I wouldn't necessarily share as much. And it wasn't until I kind of like got comfortable with like, okay, maybe I'm going to cry and that's okay. That like now I can talk about all this stuff. And like, it's honestly somewhat rare that I, I will, will cry or like get to the point of tears because that vulnerability has actually become a strength. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I don't, I haven't gotten to that as far as you have yet. I feel like I'm more emotional now than, <laughs> than uh, I definitely used to be. Uh, but, you know, I get emotional just talking about talking to you and talking about Jack's story, but you know, it's been, yeah, it's just been, it, it went from a burden to a blessing. I mean, that's the way I would kind of s- summarize it. it. It's, it's something that, you know, I just feel grateful to, to have, uh, Jack and and be able to raise him and and yeah it's it, it is just I had to you know break through that and it part of it is probably my you know childhood growing up with just you know my mom used to always get mad at us because you know it was me my brother and my dad and none of us really showed emotion you know she was the only one ever crying and and you know just growing up probably I, I you know, led me to kind of be, you know, a little closed off and and just not show my emotions. And it was, you know, it it was, it gave me freedom to kind of, you know, really communicate how I was feeling and, and just be my, you know, kind of be who I am. Uh, You know, I, I would, you know, I would go to like family gatherings and, and things like, or different situations. And I honestly, I could feel like when I would come home, like, like I, I left something, like I wasn't my full self there. You know, I like, I, I left uh, kind of what you were saying, like I didn't share it all or like I didn't bring who I truly was because of, you know, insecurity or just, just, you know, hurting inside. And, and, you know, just, it was, it was something that, that hurt at the time, honestly. And, and so, now I, I try to, you know, probably maybe talk too much, but I, I really do try to share uh, kind of how I, I am feeling and, and just be more open and, and you know, what, what you, you, you're more relatable that way. I mean, what ends up happening is you pe- people, you know, you end up having meaningful conversations and you have the, you build these connections and these friendships and it just, it makes you uh, more approachable and just more authentic, I think. So it's, it's something that, you know, was definitely a, you know, a process and something I'm still working on, but, you know, it's, it definitely feels better to, to kind of, uh, just, just be, you know, out there and, and, and sharing Jack's story and being an advocate for him. And it's, yeah, it's just given me, um, a totally new outlook for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's so true about <laughs> when you're more authentic, other people are more drawn to you and more motivated, to like be authentic, real themselves. It's so funny. Cause I, I always end up like, it doesn't matter what the situation is. I end up like finding someone to talk to and like, they just like tell me their life story. <laughs> like that's just like, that's right. how, and I've kind of always been that way, but it's definitely gotten, gotten more so as, as I've gotten older and just with, with everything that I've gone through. But I think it is like when you have that, like that just realness and openness with people, it's like, they reciprocate that to you. And people will say to me like, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. I, I don't, I'm not usually like this. And I'm like, that's okay. I get this all the time. Cause it's just like, there's that connection that you, you really just like, I always joke, I say real recognizes real, but I think it's true. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And yeah, that's, that's so true, you know, and, and the other thing, you know, that I think kind of uh, want to mention that, you know, really I was listening to uh, this podcast that was around father's day this year and, and kind of really had a profound impact on me that, you know, I, I realized that, you know, that, that Jack looks to me and I think this is the same for all dads is, you know, as a hero and, and there's something special about a son and, and father relationship. And I, you know, I had that, have that with my dad and, and um, you know, if you have that opportunity to raise your son, I mean, it's, I just want to encourage the dads that, you know, to, to make the time. And, and I was, you know, in that kind of in the past, I, I was maybe because I was hurting and, and not, sure what to do, uh, you know, I would, 
you know, kind of zone out or, or not be there. Right. And, and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to make the time, you know, to build things into, into my schedule. And, and, you know, my wife makes fun of me because I write everything down now and I journal it because I want to remember stuff. You know, I want to remember these mm-hmm. moments. I want to remember, you know, just where he had struggles too, so we can help him down the road. And, you know, remember, you know, he has, you know, certain quirks that, that pop up now and again, and I can go back to my, my journal and, and say, oh yeah, this is what we did in that situation. So, so yeah, I guess just want to, you know, encourage, especially the dads out there that, you know, it's your, your son is watching what you're doing and, and they do look up to you. And, you know, this, this can be, uh, I could have just, you know, like, like I kind of talked about, could have just got by. Um, but, but, you know, it's so much better when you, when you kind of commit and make your, you know, and you're just, you're there for them and you are just, you know, an encourager and you, and you kind of build them up and, you know, I'm just excited for Jack's future. You know, I, I really feel the, the best days are ahead for us. I mean, the best days are ahead for Jack and for our family and for me. And yeah, I wouldn't change anything now looking back at it. Um, and it's, it's just something again that, you know, may try to make the time and, and be present. It's, it's easy to be distracted, you know, with, with everything going on and smartphones, but, (laughs) you know, carve out that time and really be present because, you know, your son or daughter sees that too, if you're not really there. And, you know, I, I went through a process like that where, you know, I was there, but I wasn't really there, you know, and, and just being present and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I think I mentioned Jack, he, he talks a lot and, you know, some of the stories I've heard a lot multiple times, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's about listening to him and, uh, just, just being there for him and, and that's just going to help his growth and his progress, um, you know, down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true. It's easy as a parent, you know, day after day, you can feel like a slog and you're just kind of going through the motions, but I do have to remind myself sometimes I'm like, no, like these are the days that my kids are going to remember. And yeah. Do I want them to remember me, you know, playing with them and interacting with them or me like on my phone? Right. Right. So yeah, that's a good reminder for all of us. Well, Brad, I just really loved hearing your story and your perspective. I love how you talked about like turning the corner and how you had said, you know, went from being a burden to a blessing. I think that is just such a great message to 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 come across because I I feel like, you know, people listening, everyone's kind of in a in a different um, phase of this journey and you know, I, I truly like, I never judge anyone for where they're at. Cause it's, I know, I know what it's like to, I mean, not to feel all those phases cause Logan is only eight, but I know what it's like to, to be in those, those really hard days and yeah, to feel the burdens and to feel the emotions. And I always say for us, like, we're kind of like, we we're on the other side of things. Um, but then there's still like an other side to that too. Like, it's just kind of like a never, an always evolving kind of a journey. Um, but I really appreciate you, you sharing. And I just think it's great to hear your perspective. And I'm, I'm so glad that you have like come to this, this new place. I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate again, you having me and yeah, this is, this is part of my healing process. And, you know, it's, it honestly, it, this is something that's been on my heart to kind of come on the podcast and I just haven't had the courage to do it. I mean, I've thought about it for, you know, probably a year. I mean, I've been listening to to most of the episodes and just, you know, didn't have the courage to reach out. So I appreciate you reaching out and uh, just being open and allowing me to share my story. I I really do appreciate it. And, you know, I do want to say if, if people, you know, if dad, especially dads out there, um, you know, I'm not, on social media a ton, but if, if you know, you, you want to reach out to me, please do. And, you know, I, or email me. Um, it's just my name at gmail, bradsater gmail.com. And, and, you know, I want to, I feel like part of my kind of journey now is, is I want to give back to others and I want to uh, help others kind of navigate this process. If, if, and just have someone, you know, if someone wants a perspective or someone to talk to, uh, I definitely, you know, want, I feel like that's 
kind of part of my purpose in life now is is to give back to in in this area. So just uh, again, thank you for allowing me to to be on the podcast and thank you for starting it. Thank you for because it it has been part of my healing journey, uh, just listening. So uh, thank you again. Oh, well, you're so welcome. I'm I'm so happy to hear that you appreciate it. And I'm so glad that you came on that you you found the courage because you did a great job. <laughs> I will definitely um, I'll share your email in the show nights on the show notes. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, they can find you. But thank you again, just for coming on and being so open. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You take care, Brad. Bye. 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 Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Brad. Wasn't he just great? Like I said at the beginning, I just, I appreciate his openness and vulnerability so much. I just think that he is doing great. And like I said, I'm going to finish this episode by reading this letter that he wrote. And it says, we are so proud of Jack and the growth he has shown over the years. Jack is progressing well in school, especially after a crazy last year with COVID. And just last month, we received a super positive review from his teacher at an IEP check-in meeting. Jack is a blessing to our family, and he personally has taught me so much. He has made me a better dad, husband, and friend, and I'm so grateful for Jack. I hope you enjoy the episode, and Jack, Mom, Dad, and Noah, and I love you very much. Aw, I thought that was just so sweet, and again, I thought everything everything Brad shared was just spot on. I think so many of you can relate to that and those feelings of just kind of processing grief and working through them. And we talked a lot about healing in this episode, which I think is such a huge part of all of our journeys and kind of how I had said in the beginning, like getting to the other side. So again, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Always love hearing from you guys. Um, and like I said, especially with everything going on, just kind of getting a message, letting you guys know you guys are praying for my sister and thinking of us. So, so kind. Um, and again, just everyone for, for supporting the show. And if you are enjoying the show and you have not yet left a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful if you would do that. It really does help other people to find the show. But that is all for now. So until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.